0: Welcome. Good to see you this morning. Wow, y'all quiet. Said so it's good to see you this morning. Thank you. This is how you know you've been around a long time when people bring you your sweat rag. But I'm not going to sweat today. I'm just going to be dignified. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's good to be with you. Welcome. We just welcome all of you this morning. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate the presence of God in this place. Um, I know that he's, I know that he he is here, and um, he was here when we got here. But there's something about the manifest presence when God just uh, shows up in in a tangible way, in a powerful way, and um, and and you know, I uh, I just that's what we're longing for. It's what we're looking for. I want to uh, encourage you to join us today at four o'clock out at the high school. And um, the reason we pray, we we do this around the high school, and we it's not that we just pray for the high school, but we feel like if we cover the high school, then. Like the oil that ran down Aaron's beard, we cover the entire schools and our kids are back to school, but we want to pray and we're going to go and anoint the doorposts of that place, speak life, speak revival, speak a a move of God in our schools this year. (laughs) We're not going to speak the problem. We're not going to speak the negative. We're going to release the prophetic word. Can these bones live? Thou knowest. And we're gonna speak to the dry bones and speak over our children and 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 release something. We're in a we're in a blessed city. I believe we're in a we're in a city that uh, we're blessed to dwell in, but we need to we need to know for sure there's a there's a there's a prayer covering, so that'll be at four o'clock today, and I hope you'll meet us there. Then tonight is the final night of the God I Never Knew and Tonight's going to be a powerful night. It's Pastor Robert Morris teaching. Do you like? How many of you enjoyed this Sunday night thing? Yeah. We're praying about you know some future things, and I think it's a great thing to 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 come together and and open the, the Word of God. And there's so many great teachers in the body, and and um, and Pastor Robert is one of them. Um, so that, that's, we're looking forward to that. We're going to continue this week at 6 a.m. We're continuing in prayer. Um, it's been a powerful time. I got away for a couple of days this week. I was in Cleveland, Cleveland Ohio at a, at a meeting with uh, Chris Vallotton and Mark Sharona, and uh, it was a, an awesome time, but um, I got to periscope into the prayer meetings that you, I mean because I, I didn't know you know I, I'm in the prayer meeting so now I'm periscoping it and man the presence of God it was good I mean I just had prayer meeting with the people in the prayer meeting and just enjoyed the, the, the presence of God and started my day you know with the periscope and so that's going to continue on with the Lord's permission I'm going to say some more about that um in further on in this message this morning um if you have if you if you have been following you know there's i believe there's a um you can tell there's there is a a new season i'm gonna say that has that is that has been released i believe over us and um and, you know, as a pastor, I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to steward what God is saying and what God is doing, and, and uh, so with your permission, do you have the PowerPoint ready? This is going to be a little strange title. I just was, you know, bear with me. This title of this message is I Love m ms How many of you love m ms this is really weird, isn't it? He's like, "What is with this guy?" Now, if you if you love I do we have we ever found the clicker? I don't I don't know what happened to our clicker. If you took our clicker, bring it back, please. <laughs> I have no idea what has happened. Flip to the next slide, please. So, if you love M&Ms, the real question is is it plain or peanuts? Y'all can't agree on anything. No wonder we can't have revival. Everybody knows it's peanuts anyway. As we moving right along. <laughs> this, is, this is just to get us going here because the, the real M's I want to talk to you about, if you go to the next slide, are mandate and mission. Mandate and mission. And, and I, this is something, again, the Lord has been, uh, over these last couple of weeks, has been uh, really opening up to me. And, and it's something he's, he's walking me through because I haven't, I haven't tried to go somewhere to get you know, uh, definitions and answers for this other than just trying to tune in and hear what the heart of God is saying. And so as we talk today about mandated mission, I'm going to go to Acts. So if you have your Bible, we're going to read two portions out of Acts chapter 1 this morning. First being Acts 1, 4, and 5. And it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. He commanded them. He didn't invite them. He didn't suggest to them, he commanded them. They were his disciples and they were following him. Therefore, on the basis of that that discipleship, he was was giving them commands. And I know this is counter to our our cultural norms today because the attitude and spirit of today tends to run like, ain't nobody gonna tell me nothing. And so, but his disciples being committed to follow him, Jesus after the resurrection, before, before he's ascended, he brings them together and he's with them. Now get this. Now get this picture. He's with them. See, he only had, he only had like 50 days with them. And if you were here last week, Pastor Robert gave an amazing explanation of that whole 50 day thing and and uh I'm not going to go over it because if you missed it you just have to go and watch the the uh the video or whatever of it but anyway that's what pentecost means it means 50 and so he get this he was only going to be physically with them for 50 days and so he He knew that his time being short had to make all of that time count. I I submit to you today that, that I don't know how many more days we have before this whole thing wraps up, but I feel the Lord's intensity toward his church increasing, and what he is saying really matters. And so in this particular instance, he's spending time with them, and as he assembles them together, that's so powerful. Man, I just can't get away from this whole thing about going after the presence of God. I, I, every time I turn open, you know, this one thing, just boom, it hits me. Like I've, I've been reading the Bible for almost 40 years. You know, and, 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 and that's a long time. If you have, some of you haven't even been around 40 years. And thank God for you, you know. You hopefully... You know, as you, as you go in this, you know, but I'm reading things and now everywhere, I, I, all I see is, you know, the presence of Jesus and the power of it and the, and the importance of it and how it was always there and how, how, it, how, it can, how it can change everything. So being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. Do not leave here. Do not go off on the mission because he had already commissioned them. Matthew 28 in in early in the early in this even um uh, even prior to his crucifixion he had laid the groundwork for the whole commissioning the mission the mission commission and but he tells him listen don't get caught up in the mission because we we tend to be mission minded we tend to be task oriented most of you sitting here today you're about to task. Let's get about it. Let's get her done. You know, and so, but, but he says, don't depart from Jerusalem, but wait. Everybody say wait. wait. Now, there, there, was a, there, there was a reason. Now, and what he's giving them here is the mandate. See, the mandate is not the mission. The mandate is different than the mission. And I'm going to explain that to you in a second. So listen to what he says. He says, Wait. For the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That word baptized, there's the the word for immersed, fully immersed you know, to be fully dipped in. That's, that's, what, that's why we immerse around here because the word baptism means to be immersed. It means to be fully engaged. And, and he says, you, John truly baptized you. He immersed you in water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You're gonna be immersed in the Holy Spirit. This is not, again, this is a mandate. The mandate of the church is to be filled with the Spirit. The mandate of the church is to, is to wait upon the Lord. The mandate of the church, our assignment is to go after him, to seek him, not to forget, not, to, not that we, we forget the mission, but what good is the mission if you forget the mandate? You know, there's a lot of people trying to attempt and do the mission and they're not fulfilled the mandate, therefore the, the mission becomes weak and impotent. Am I I in a Baptist church or what? (laughs) I mean, listen to me. I don't care what you call yourself. I don't care what label you wear. Jesus didn't say this was for you charismatics. This is for you Pentecostals. This is for you whatever. He said, this is the mandate. You wait until you get endued with power because the Holy Spirit is gonna immerse you and once you get the immersion, the mandate comes with the obedience to the command of God and under the obedience to the mandate, you can fulfill the mission. But without the mandate, you'll never be able to do the mission. And what the church needs to do is get back to the mandate We need to get back to the mandate because we're struggling, even in our attempts to do the mission, because we say, well, you know, we got to get to the mission, get to the mission, get to the mission. What we need to do is get to the mandate, get to the mandate, get to the mandate. Next slide, please. So here's the second portion of this. It says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them. This looks like the same slide. Oh, did it combine them? Oh, yeah, here we go. Y'all confuse me. It's not nice to confuse the pastor. So look at the last part. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you. Now listen to this. And you shall be witnesses. See, that you shall you shall be witnesses. You, have, you fulfill the mandate and you become witnesses. So here's the mission. You be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, unto the end of the earth. Doesn't that sound a lot like Matthew 28? Go ye therefore and preach the gospel, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, and, 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 he, and, he, and he said that I will go into all the world, preach to the, and listen, this, this is like, this is important you see this. What was Jerusalem? Jerusalem was a city. Everybody say city. city. So our call is to preach the gospel and be witnesses in our city. Then Judea, and samaria was a region so you see he says you 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 preach this gospel be witnesses in this is your this is your mission preach to your city don't forget your city how many times do we like go off to save the world and we we don't even witness to the neighbor We go off to Africa and we don't worry about the apartments behind us. Hmm. Jerusalem, then Judea Samaria. So let's say, let's just substitute this, and then the end of the earth, the uttermost parts is where it's phrased somewhere else, which means the entire world. So let's let's put it in our lingo today. We would say, You shall be witness to me in portage, in northwest Indiana including the United States, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And it's, a, it's, it's how it unfolds. So that's the mission of the church. But we'll, we'll, again, we will never get to the mission if we don't fulfill the mandate. Next slide, please. So let me give you the definition of this. The mission is a specific task with which a person or group is charged. Are you writing this down? A a specific task with which a person or group is charged. There it says, you shall be witnesses. The word witnesses is the the Greek word martis, where we get our English word martyr. It's interesting, isn't it? You have to lay down your life to, to fulfill the mission. You have to lay aside your agenda and your convenience sometimes. It's not convenient to... Go after your city. When is a convenient season? Well, we can't do it during like Super Bowls or football season because, you know, people are too busy. And We're coming up, you know, people are going to, on Sundays, you know, you better be out by noon, brother, because you're going to be in competition with the Bears. Well, if you love the Bears more than this, God help you. I'm praying for you. Yeah. I like football, but come on. The Bears? <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, help me. And and so then when football's over, you know, then we're into basketball. And, I mean, you know, everybody, everything's got to revolve around the culture. And so, you know... We figure out, well, when, when is it? You know, but, but really, if you're going to go about this, you just have to go about it and lay down your life. The definition of the word mandate, now listen to this, to officially demand or require something. To give someone the power to do something. Wait for the promise. Wait for the promise. Do this in the power of the Holy Spirit is the mandate. The mission is the what, the mandate is the how and the why. Let me say this again. The mission is the what, it's what you do. The mandate is how and why you do it. Try, try the next slide. I'm, 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 I want to, <laughs> I want you to get this. We need to marry the mission and stop dating the mandate can i tell you that jesus is looking for a bride not a date i'm not trying to i'm not trying to be harsh there that's but but you know the the father's preparing his son a bride And I think the bride is like not really into this whole wedding thing. I think the bride kind of likes dating. How would you like it if your bride was like, hey, honey, we're getting married tomorrow. Yeah, but tonight I'm going out with Jack. (laughs) Well, wait a minute. I mean, we're about to get married. Yeah, but I'm still free. <laughs> you see, when you're married to the mission and you stop dating the mandate, then you see, you see God's objectives and God's goals in a whole different light. You start, you start seeing the lost as God sees them. Your heart gets broken over people's lives. You start sacrificing st- your stuff to do God's stuff. Y'all liked it better when we were shouting a little bit ago, didn't you? Because I'm telling you, this is what will bring in the, pre- you know, a lot of people got like their heart after going after the supernatural. But let me tell you something, the supernatural God has given us is so that we go after yeah. the mission. That's right. All the supernatural that God has, has bestowed upon the church is to, is to make proof of the mission. So Jesus said this, when you go out, he said, heal the sick. Lay hands on the sick. Cast out devils. Okay, next. Raise the dead. <laughs> next. I mean, that's all supernatural stuff. And it was all, it's all designed to, to go alongside of the mission so that people, listen, it's all about the encounters that you have with people because people aren't going to get changed because we because we're dating Jesus, they're gonna get changed because we're walking out our mandate in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And when they encounter you, they encounter Him. And when they encounter Him, they will be changed. So a couple of weeks ago, Letitia, who I introduced you. Y'all to Letitia and Vince and, and uh, they have a team that go out on Tuesday nights. And they were out on the streets and they were wrapping up and kinda on their way back, and they were coming back on up on 20 there, and a lady was walking, who was obviously had a had a, she had her a mission in mind. She was under the influence of drugs and probably other things going on. I I don't want to get into all of that, but they're just out. They're out because, now they're out late. And the reason they're out late is because of the mandate. And because they take this mandate seriously, They're on a mission. Are you with me? Because I've never seen anybody go out with a passion on the mission who doesn't have this mandate. Because if you don't have a mandate, you can't sustain this. Going after going after the heart of God, even in prayer, is tiring. But when you're fueled with a mandate, you keep coming, you keep coming, you keep coming because you know that if I don't faint, there's something that I'm going to reap. I'm just sowing into it, sowing into it, I'm sowing into it. It's the mandate of God. You know, people have prayed for decades into, into a mission that they themselves never got to walk in. Listen to me, David raised bazillions of dollars and materials to build a tabernacle for the presence of God that he never got to set foot in. But he had, he had this mandate and he kept going and he kept going and he kept going. And some of us, if we don't get a prayer answered by Tuesday, we give up. If I don't see a change in my kids tomorrow, I'm going to kill them first and then I'm going to tell God they died. <laughs> but when you have a mandate, you, you pray, I've been praying into this city for a long time, for years I've been praying. I've been walking around that high school for years. I've been waiting for the move of God to take place at Portage High School. It's the biggest high school in Porter County. It's it's a it's a it's a place where I believe when the presence of God sits down on this school, revival is going to go from here to all of the schools in our city and throughout this region. Am I going to go today? Yes. How why would you go? You haven't seen it yet for 10 years because God says, pray and keep praying. Don't give up. Don't stop. You go out on Tuesday nights, many nights, it seems like, you know, it's just fruitless. It's just fruitless. Why did we do this? But they're driving up and they pull up into the parking lot, and this lady, you know, is just out of it, strung out. I'm, giving you, I'm just giving you the brief, and I'm telling it the best that I know it. And Leticia gets out, and the girls minister to her, and they ask her if she wants to get free. And she said, yes. And they said, jump in this van, because about the time she said yes, a guy came out, and they drove away with her. The first thing you got, you got to do is get people off this high and off this buzz. They took her to a place to check her in so she could dry out. And at this place, they wanted to, like, they wanted to give her more drugs and commit her to, an in, to, to a mental institution because that's the world's answer. They were, here's, here's the world's answer to a heroin addict, methadone, which is just another form of heroin. That's the world's answer. And then there are other ways, you know. There's there's 12 step programs. I'm not knocking, I'm not gonna knock any of those things, but I'm gonna tell you the I'm gonna tell you the thing that works. It's a one step program. Oh, y'all know where I'm going, don't you? It's a one step program where you walk into Jesus and watch Jesus set you free. She got in the van. They took her, drove her a couple hours to cut to the ladies to, to, to a place and dropped her off. And, 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 she's, and, and, they, and, and while they're, you know, they're like wanting to commit her, they go back and they're wanting to commit her and do all of this and give her these, you know, more drugs. And here's, Letitia told me, she said, she looked at that, I don't know if it was a nurse or a doctor, said, I don't need more drugs. That's my problem. I need Jesus. So they got her out of there, drove a few more hours, and took her to a farm. At this farm, this farm is run by a, a place that's going here, here's to, the, here's, the, here's what you get, this, I, and, I, and I'm like, so like, is this for like a week, a month? Letitia says, no, it's for 12 months. And what's this thing consist of? Jesus for breakfast, Jesus for lunch, Jesus for dinner. 12 months. Are you with me? Now, here's people who are out because of a mandate on a mission. They've, this is their mission, how they're fulfilling that mission. That doesn't mean you all are supposed to be out with them on Tuesday night. This isn't for all of y'all. This, God doesn't call everyone to the same assignment, but I guarantee you, you have an assignment and, you, and, and as you open your heart to the mandate, God will give you the assignment. Yeah. Yeah. And it will always be around God's heart, which is to seek and save the lost. See, I feel like I have a mandate in prison. People ask me, why do you go with all this that you do in your church and all this? Why do you go to Westville on Monday nights? Because I have a mandate. And it's laid into my mission. Are you with me? And so every one of us, now, get this, so... We all pray, you know, we pray for God to God, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want an assignment. Give me an assignment. Give me an assignment. And there's assignments all around you, there's lost people all around you. Some of them might be living with you. And so, you know how it is when you, how many of you have lost children? You have lost children? or you, How many of you are praying for your children? How many of you know as you go about and fulfill your assignment, God never forgets your prayer? You know, my son went on a 12-year prodigal journey. And I preached and I went, to, I went to reach for prodigal sons in jails, and prisons, everywhere I did revive Indiana. Everybody I would see, I would think about, is that somebody's son? Is that somebody's daughter? Is that somebody that praying for this person? I always saw the, the, the big picture. And that's why I always saw God just open doors and saw, I've seen great fruit. In prison and places like that, great, great results of people responding. And when you do, when you when you do fulfill a mandate and a mission, you just never know what you're what you're rescuing, or as my friend Randy likes to say, what God is salvaging. You know, how many, of you, how many of you had an old car, like, like I had a 67 Fastback Mustang with a factory 390 four-speed transmission when I was 18 years old? How many of you wish you had that car still? <laughs> Me too. But it's, it's probably been melted and transformed into some dishwasher. <laughs> But here's what God does. God takes their lives and he salvages them out of the junkyard. And when you say you're saved, that's what you're really saying. You're salvaged. God took your life and made it new. So here they are. They're riding. They're on their way to the farm after she's got her head clear and they're taking her at her her choice. it's It's not like they kidnapped her. It's her choice. See, this is, what, this is why we have to pray and seek after God, because God has to turn a man's heart. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He turns it. You're a king over your own heart, yeah. Yeah. And, but you've got to let God turn people's hearts. You've got to let God make people willing. You can't make somebody willing. I'm going to tell you something. You can pray for him. You can pray for him. You can pray for him, but you can't make them do anything. I know that's bad news for your wives, but... But here's the thing. So they're on their way after she's like, I want, I want to get clean. I want to, I, I've got to get clean. I mean, who, who, you know, she's, this is not a young person. This is a person who's been down this road and lived a tough life and you could just, you don't, you, it's just obvious. So I have a little thing I'm going to play that they took on the way because I want you to hear, yeah. I want you to hear the voice Behind the voice here. I want you to hear the voice behind the voice and realize this is a person who just the day before was street on the streets, walking the streets, and doing drugs, and now's on her, her way to a 12-month commitment to get her life turned around, and she starts singing a song in the car on the way up there. Would you play that? Sounds like that girl sang on a worship team. Yeah. At the very minimum, that sounds like a girl who's raised in church. That sounds like a girl who's heard the word of the Lord. And see, the gifts and the callings of God, no matter where you go, are without repentance. Before you write somebody off, and before you look at somebody and say, that's unsalvageable. How many people do we see and we look at them and they're, they're all tatted up and they've, they, they've had a rough life and, and maybe they're not even in their right mind. But you can't look at them. You can't look at them in the eyes of the flesh. You can't look at them through the eyes of where they've been. You have to look at them through the eyes of the prophetic word of God that God says, I will bring you out of the ash heap. I will bring you out of I, and bring you to Bethel. You see... I is where the trash dump was. Bethel is where God was. And what we're doing is we're reaching out of I, where the garbage pail is. And we're looking into the hearts of people and we're saying these people are made in the image of God and they're redeemable, restorable, savable, salvageable. And we never write anyone off. And folks, our mandate is to go to them and go to the worst of them and to get close to them and to pray for them and to love on them. Would y'all do me a favor? Quit posting things about hate groups that reflect the same hatred toward them that they have toward you. You're not going to change a person filled with hate by hating on them. How many of you know Paul was a member of a hate group one time? But he met Jesus. And then he had some, God put some people in his life. He put a Barnabas in his life. You know what Barnabas means, right? You know what the name Barnabas translates? Son of encouragement. It's getting up to somebody and saying, you can do this. You can do this. God needs, God needs us. You know, I, it was interesting There's some of you sitting here today, you're just one Barnabas away from your destiny. You just need somebody to get alongside of you and say you can do this. And if you're hanging around negative people, run. If you're hanging around people who are tearing you down, telling you you can't, you won't, you never will, get away. Run away. This, this house, we're going to be a house of Barnabas. I'm gonna tell you, you can do this. You will do this. It's interesting, isn't it? Barnabas never wrote one book of the Bible, but he came alongside of Paul, who wrote 13. So who knows where this young lady, not young lady, this lady, where, the, where her dream picks back up. This is what the church is here to do. Are you with me? Amen. So I'm in, I'm in Cleveland this week, and I, I'm in the afternoon session, and Chris Vallotton is teaching, and he's teaching on a subject called Raising Prophetic Families, so I thought, wow, this will be interesting. And he talked, you know, he was talking about how that we should raise our children to walk in the prophetic. That we should expose our children to this, to to walking in supernatural. He was talking about how that our children we shouldn't like, you know. We shouldn't put our children aside. We should, we should let them be a part. We should encourage our children to dream and, and to go deeper in God. And we should encourage our children to go after the things of God. Are you with me? He's talking about raising prophetic. He, he says if you raise your kids around the presence of God when they grow up, nobody will be able to tell them it's not real. You know, the trouble today is a lot of our kids go off to school and they go to school and then they're talked out of their faith because our kid, listen to me now, because our kids are overtaught and under-experienced. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that, that means you need, an it's not just here, you gotta have an encounter with God. Yeah, right. yeah. So he, he gets through he teaches this message. When he gets done I get I get a phone call from Giselle. And she goes and I you know I thought she's missing me. Which wasn't it at all. She says, Poppy I think God's given me something for the church. And I'm like okay. You don't have Put this in skywriting, because you know I think the tendency for all of us is when our kids say, "Hey, I, I hear the Lord saying something." Can I can I encourage you, parents? You should sit around the table and say, ask your kids, "What's God saying to you? What God's, what's God talking to you about your life?" So anyway, are you ready? Hand her that mic, Julie. Grab that mic. See, well, yeah, come on, you can't stand there. What do you what's the matter with you? Hi, baby. So I want you to just obey the Lord.
1: Hello. Um, I was in the car, just randomly in the car, and as I was going home from my aunt's house, something spoke to me. I don't, I don't know, but I just thought we take so much for granted, and oh, I just how to put it into words. Um, I think God gives us so much but yet we walk away from him. And I think we should just be thankful for that because if you're going through something, I created this little three-step thing where the first step is to pray and pray about it and keep praying about it. And then the next step is to read the Bible because the Bible's got a, gr- a lot of great words. And... Um, If you read the Bible, it will give you some knowledge on how to be thankful and how to thank God for what he has given you. And the next step is to to discover what he has given you and be thankful for that because he gives us a lot. And this, this randomly happened, but I got home, and I was outside with my sister. And we have two cats, and these... We have this little cage for the cats for when like we had to lock them up or whatever. And my sister says, get in the cage. So I got in the cage <laughs> and she locked me in there. And she says, I'll be right back. I said, okay. <laughs> and you may be wondering, how does this tie into the, the word at all? But I was, as I was in the cage, I realized that everything I had was in that house, right in front of me. And that cage, as an example, that cage around me, is the is Satan, trying to, um, trying to pull me in. But just as I started thinking about that, my sister took like 15 minutes, locked me in that cage, and I was thinking about that, and. So I was looking out like I wanted to get out of there. I was hungry. So I was trying to get out, and I realized it was very easy to open the zipper from the inside. And I thought, this is like... this is like God saying it's so easy to come to me, just do it. And so I, I got out, of course. And um, so I was in the car. I was just coming home. And I thought, we take so much for granted, and we don't thank God enough. Amen. So I really want to encourage you all keep praying, and keep doing what you need to do. Like, read the Bible, pray. Because God's got your back. And I think one of the, one of the most things that people take for granted is your family. And we are all a family here. Come on. And Don't take for granted your family because your family is there for you. They've got to have your back. Just like God, they have your back. And take it from me, I've got a lot of family, especially you guys, because I love all of you. And I really want you guys, and I really want to encourage you guys to keep praying and keep reading the Bible and keep, keep going at God because God He's got so much for you, and you don't even know it yet. That's right.
0: That's right. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. You're awesome. Would you stretch your hand toward her? I want you to pray for our children. She's going to represent our kids. Our prime's out in the annex, but um, our kids are upstairs and out there, but, you know, I wonder, I wonder how many of you realize that your family is a part of your mission. Do not go after the world and forget your family. And I just want you to pray for our kids. I want you to pray this. I want you to pray that God would give them prophetic words. That God would use them to heal the sick. That God would give them dreams and visions. The Lord says in Joel, "I will pour out my spirit on your sons and daughters, and they shall prophesy, and they shall dream dreams." I be, I release dreams over our children. Some of you are raising some of you are are, are raising world changers that. Not some of you, all of you are raising world changers. (laughs) And we have to see them as such and believe that God will speak into them. And so put your hand toward Giselle, would you please? Father, we just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for our children and our families. I release, oh God, your prophetic power, your prophetic word over all of our children, all of our young people. You said you would pour out your spirit on all flesh and our, our sons and daughters would prophesy. We release a prophetic gift, oh God. We release dreams and visions. We release a healing anointing on our children. We release boldness. We release boldness over our children, God. We pray our homes would be homes with mission. Lord God, that you'll call our homes back to to family altars, Lord God, that we'll turn our TVs off and we'll seek your face, oh God, and go after your glory and go after your purpose on the earth, oh God, and that we'll see the manifest presence of God even in our homes where kids will come in from a tough day at school and there you'll meet them in a home where the presence of God just envelopes them and they sense the nearness of your presence and their hearts are protected and kept pure and kept clean because of the power of our homes. Give us a mission, Lord God, to be a family with a mandate. Lord, Lord, let our families do what you've given us to do as a church, and let us do it well. And we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Now I want you to pray. Okay. So if you need, listen, because I've been with this girl on the streets and I've watched God use her. This is how, this is how I've seen uh, God in so many situations as she would pray for people. She would pray for people. I've seen devils have to just leave. We were in Michigan City, and, th- and this, fa- this whole family was on their porch drinking. And every one of them gave their heart to Jesus by the time they were done. She prayed a prayer, and heaven opened up. I'm telling you, we were under an open heaven because every one of them were like, you know, playing religious games. I go to church, blah, blah, blah. I don't need the prayer. Pray for this, you know, pray for the country. Pray for, you know, pray for this guy because he really needs it. But by the time when they were done... The one guy who was, who was really kind of three sheets to the wind, by the time we got done, he put it all aside and he says, I need you to pray for me. When she prayed, heaven opened. I watched it. I sensed it. And I was overwhelmed at the power of God. Folks, we need to bring our children close to our side. We need to, we need to quit protecting them from Trouble that, 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 listen, these kids go through stuff you've never dreamed of. We just need to teach them how to take it to God in prayer. Did you see these kids worshiping up here this morning? Yes. 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 Going after God's. Going after God's heart. Yep. They come behind in no gift. Yes. Right. They're not many christians right. right. with a mini-Holy Spirit. But God is using them, and we are gonna be a body with the mandate to raise up a house of children who are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So if you have a need this morning in your family, if your children are gone away in a far country, as Luke 15 says, if you're (laughs) sick in your body, are struggling in an area of your life and you need a miracle. If you have have felt alienated in your heart because you've taken for granted the things that God has given and you have become ungrateful and unthankful. If you've failed to give God the praise for everything and you feel like you've alienated or you are alienated from God, As she gave that word because it is easy to take God for granted. If that's you, I want you to stand right where you're at. Just stand. We're going to pray for you. Come on, quickly stand. I know that's a broad base of needs, but my God is able. Do you believe he can touch people today? Yes, I do. Let it rip.
1: Dear Heavenly Father... I thank you so much for what you give us in this amazing family that you give us, in this house.
0: Yes, thank you, Lord.
1: God, I thank you for giving me this word, for, for just helping me teach your people the things that you give to them. And I pray that whoever is standing up, you give them strength.
0: Yes, power
1: whenever they feel like they're falling from you, God, or they're running from you, I just pray that you tell hmm. them to stop and you tell them to keep going and keep moving forward in the path that you are putting right in front of them. Yes. And I pray that you bless all their children. And even through schools and whatever they're doing, God, that I give you, thank you, and I... Pray that you give them strength also because it can be hard and we take a lot for granted. But when we're praying for, for everything that we need, God, that you just put it right in front of them and you show them how much you care and you show them how much you love Hallelujah. them and how much you've given them. And I pray that we bless all of the families right that we now, have. Jesus. Yes, Lord. The church families, and even family that you don't know. I pray that you
0: bring them, Lord.
1: You just help them pray for other people, Let's too. Them, and, help them, and help them pray for everything that we need. And then when they are going through a struggle. When they feel down, that they look to you, and they don't run from you, they look to you. Mm. Thank you, God, so Thank much you, for Jesus. what you've given us. Thank you, Lord. It's so much.
0: Mm. Perfect praise. Perfect praise. In
1: Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Hallelujah! Amen. Come on, raise your hands and praise God. Everybody, stand. Come on, everybody, stand with me. Out of the mouth of babes, the Bible says, come perfect praise, perfect praise, perfect praise. praise. I believe perfect prayer, perfect power, perfect love. And I I just want you to raise your hands with me right now. We're just going to offer and render to God that praise, that thanksgiving, because something just shifted in your life, in your family, in your world. I believe that. I I, I believe that God is breathing across the landscape of your family. And he's breathing a new life, a new mission, a new assignment. New assignments are coming from heaven. Newest assignments that you dropped or forgot or that you left behind. You're picking up again in the spirit. And God's mandate is going to drive you into his perfect plan and his purpose for your life. And you're going to find new meaning, new joy, new power because of what you pick up and what you walk in. Because what you walk in is him. And when you walk in him, you walk in peace There's nothing the devil can do to disturb your peace. There's no strife that can come and steal this because you walk in a protection. You're protected in him. Father, I just thank you today for perfect peace, perfect love, perfect joy. I thank you, Lord God, for new and fresh assignments from heaven. I thank you, God, for the renewal of the mandate, God, that's coming on your people. And God, I thank you today that we stand healed, saved, delivered, salvaged, hallelujah, out of the junk heap, oh God. And Lord God, I'm better than a Mustang, hallelujah. God, I'm thankful today that I stand renewed, revived, rejoined, (laughs) retooled, and renewed in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. I thank you for it, God, today. We release it, God, over your people, and we thank you. God, I thank you that young people are coming back from a far country. They've tried everything else. They've been dabbling in everything else. They're coming back to the true and living water. Coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, God. We rejoice in it. We give you praise for it, oh God. In Jesus' name.